You're listening to the Psych Central Podcast, where guest experts in the field of psychology and mental health share thought-provoking information using plain, everyday language. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and calling into the show today, we have Shira Gora. Shira's background is as an occupational therapist, yoga instructor, and mindfulness teacher, and it led her to write the book The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Being Mentally Prepared for Anything. She's also the host of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. She makes her home in Israel with her husband and four children. Shira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is so great to be back. Well, I am very glad to have you back again. Now, given all that is going on in the world with COVID-19, being mentally prepared for anything seems more important now than perhaps at any other point, at least in my lifetime. How does your book fit in with everything that's happening in the world? Yeah, I actually think, obviously, when I was writing the book starting last year, this was before COVID hit, and I had no idea that the publication of the book was going to come out at the same time during the hit of this pandemic. And it is a wonderful tool for the time period that we're in right now, because as we'll get into in the podcast, it's a tool that helps prepare you before you go into any future moment. It really helps ground you and help you be ready it sounds like a great happy accident. And I'm I'm one of these people that I, I try to stay away from the extremes. You, you know, black and white thinking has gotten me personally in trouble. It's interesting to me because if I would have read the title of your book a year ago, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything, I would have been like, anything? Really anything? But as we did the the pre-work for the show, I was like, look, if it works in a global pandemic, we might be as far along the path to anything as we can possibly get. So I'm so glad that you wrote the book. I am too. All right. As we mentioned at the top of the show, you're a returning guest. So I, I want to spend just a couple of moments on your previous book and your previous episode where we talked about getting unstuck, five simple steps to emotional well-being. Just real quick, sort of baseline it for longtime listeners of the show that have heard both episodes. What's the difference between the unstuck method and the clear way method? Both tools are really used for emotional well-being. But the unstuck method, you would really use for something that happened in the past. And the past could be a minute ago, and it could be 10 years ago. I got stuck on anger or I got stuck on frustration, or I was stuck on guilt, are things that already happened. And I'm stuck on them because I have an emotion attached to a story that already happened. I use the unstuck method in order to get myself out of the hole, out of that stuck spot. But the clear way is a tool that you use for the future. If you are going into a presentation, if you are anticipating a difficult conversation with someone, if you are about to go to work, if you're about to work with a client even, and you want to just get clear for yourself before you start work, this is where the clear way would be used. They are both powerful self-help tools that are step-by-step because they're both based on acronyms but they are really used for two different purposes. Can you give us some examples of where you would want to get clear in your life? If you can think about 
any situation where you have a feeling of worry or concern or anxiety or fear going into that moment, this would be the tool that you would use. For example, I got clear before we started this interview. Nice. I got clear. Yeah. And it's not that I was having so much anxiety. I do interviews a lot. But again, it's a future moment that I'm not sure what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the internet is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to stumble on my words. So I need to get clear. Thank you so much. And when you pitched being on the show, you said, hey, would Gabe be willing to be a guinea pig and give his own problem and and be walked through the clear way? And I thought, hey, why not? (laughs) We did it on the first episode and it worked well with getting unstuck. We did. And it was a lot of fun. And I learned some stuff about myself. And and I really think that the listeners understood the example. So we're going to try it again. So can you walk me through the clear way? I would love to do that. The first thing that we need to know is what do you need to get clear about? So you can think of anything, but we need to pinpoint one example in your life where you have feelings of anticipation of worry, of concern, of fear going into a future moment. I think that's perfect. I have my first live speech since March coming up in a week. Obviously, I've done virtual stuff and and continued hosting the podcast, but Gabe Howard in a room with an actual audience whom could throw tomatoes at me first time in in many, many months in, in a week. That's fantastic. That's a great example. Let's do that. Okay. Excellent. All right. What's step one? So this is an acronym, five steps, C-L-E-A-R. So the first step is C is for calm. It very much relates to the unstuck method, but the first step S was stop. It's basically the same thing. This is a step where you take a moment to redirect your attention away from the story, away from the future, away from all of the emotions that you're feeling. And we're going to bring it to the present moment so that you can allow your mind to rest for a moment. So we're going to eventually deal with the emotions and kind of go to rational thinking. In order to do that, we really need to get ourselves in a place of calm. And this doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be a 30-minute meditation. It could be just one deep breath or a few deep breaths, but something even symbolic to say, okay, I'm getting clear. I'm going to start. And the first thing that I'm going to do is get calm. Yep. I'm going to take a real big, deep breath. I don't know if it will come through on the podcast, but I want to assure the listeners that that I'm doing it. Okay. And while you're doing it, if you want, you can close your eyes and you can imagine yourself in the place where you're going to give this speech. You're about, let's say, to walk up the steps to the stage and you're going to give your speech. And in that moment, you say, I'm getting clear. I'm going to first, I'm going to get calm. All right. All right. The next step is L and that's for lighten. When you are going into a future moment where you have all of these emotions, you probably have emotions that are feeling heavy right? Emotions of fear and worry and anticipation, those are heavy feelings, right? And they affect us physiologically. So the next step, L for lighten, is we uncover what are the thoughts that we have about the situation as we're going into it. And then we see if we can lighten our thoughts by slightly changing our language. 
We'll do this together. See if you can uncover a thought that you have that says something like, I know something is going to happen. Some sort of negative thing is going to happen. I know that I'm going to be out of practice. I know that I'm going to stumble over words. I, I know that the delivery is not going to be as pristine. I mean, it's it's been months. There's just no way that it could be. <laughs> yeah, great. Perfect. And that's so important for you to uncover what those thoughts are because they're there. They're there in your mind. And oftentimes yeah. we don't even know. We're just it's unconscious. So we're uncovering them. Now you're saying, I know I'm going to be out of practice. I know I'm going to stumble. I know my delivery isn't going to be perfect. And the question is, do we really know that? Do we know what's going to happen in the future? The truth is, we don't know. We, we have no idea what's going to happen, right? And so we change our language to, it might happen, it's a possibility that might happen. But we take away like the I know which is a really heavy thought. And it really kind of creates that reality. Like, I know it's going to happen. So that's what's going to happen, right? As opposed to, I have a feeling that might happen, which you can even hear in my voice. It lightens it, lightens your thought, and it affects you again, physiologically. Can you try one or two of those changing the language? I'm pretty pessimistic by nature. But I, I can say that, that you're right. Saying I know is arrogant, right? I can't see the future. So I, I can certainly see for Gabe Howard changing it from, I know this is going to happen to, I think that it might happen, or even I'm concerned that it could happen, which I can hear the difference. I'm worried that something will happen is a far cry from, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I worry about a lot of things that don't come true. Yes. So you're, you're right. It, it does feel significantly lighter. Good. The language that we use in our lives is so important for our emotional and mental health. I think it's something that people just don't even think about, but it is really important how we use our language. Let's go to the next step, which is E, and this is for expect. And so here we're going to uncover what are your expectations? What are your hopes? What do you wish for? What do you want to happen? I want like a standing ovation and <laughs> fireworks and people cheering reasonably, I, I want a good speech, a good presentation, an engaged audience. I, I want people to laugh at my jokes and, and, you know, nod at the serious parts. I, I want engagement. What I, I want the audience to behave how I expect the audience to behave. Awesome. Those are wonderful uncovering of your expectations. And it's so important to uncover your expectations because this is typically what gets us stuck when our expectations aren't met. You want a standing ovation, you want fireworks, you want cheering, you want a really great speech, you want engagement. That sounds like the most important thing is you want the engagement, you want the nods and the laughter and the... Yes. Okay, awesome. All right, now we're going to go to the next step. You ready? This one's kind of tricky. Uh-oh. Okay, A is for accept. In this step, we are going to radically accept the opposite of what it is that you want, so that if the expectations that you actually want aren't met, you're not going to get stuck because you will have accepted in advance the possibility that that was going to happen anyway. In this step, we're not wanting, right? We're not saying we're not wanting the opposite of what we want to have, and that's not what we're doing. We're just accepting the possibility that the opposite of what we want may happen because it might. And if it does, 
And that's reality. What are you going to do with it besides accept it in that moment? So just to clarify a little bit, you know, in my case, I could accept that the crowd would boo and get up and leave. But I think that that's too far to extreme. I don't really see any, I don't, I don't see any scenario where that would realistically happen. Realistically, the worst case scenario is that the audience is bored. It's probably important for somebody doing this method to not go so extreme. Like, I'm, I'm going to accept that the audience throws tomatoes at me. That's probably not a good use of the method. I'm going to accept that the audience is bored. Would that be better? It's like reining that in smart. Yes. Amazing. So I hope that I'm going to have amazing engagement, right? And I can radically accept that I might not have amazing engagement, right? I'm accepting that they're ho-hum. They're going to be polite. I'm not giving a speech to a hostile crowd. No matter how bad I am, they'll they'll give the cursory applause at the end. And yeah, I've, I've never had tomatoes thrown at me and I've never been booed. But I've certainly looked out at the audience and seen a lot of people checking their phones and watches and that has happened before. If, so that's the absolute worst case scenario. And it doesn't happen very often. Right. But it, it feels crummy when it does. It does. <laughs> The question is, can you accept that now? Can you accept that that's a possibility that might happen? I can. I can. Okay, great. Yes. I can accept that that they will think that I am ho-hum and they will politely golf clap as I leave the stage. Good. So I can accept the possibility, right? Yes. I can accept the possibility that they may be bored. Yeah. It's just a possibility, right? Again, not that we want it, but it's a possibility, Yes. You can't move forward if you're being held back behind. So it's really important that you can be able to just accept it as a possibility, which you did. Great. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Gabe here, and I wanted to tell you about Psych Central's other podcast that I host, Not Crazy. It's straight talk about the world of mental illness, and it's hosted by me and my ex-wife. You should check it out at psychcentral.com slash not crazy or your favorite podcast player. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face session. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central. We're back speaking with Shira Gora, the author of The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. Last step, R. This is for responsibility. This is where you take responsibility for your way of being, not your way of doing and not your way of having, but your way of being. Who is it that you want to commit to being in an adjective form? So that no matter what happens, there's not engagement, they don't laugh at your jokes, you stumble, no matter what happens, you still stay grounded and committed to your way or ways of being. This is where you take responsibility for yourself and you release responsibility of anything outside of you that you don't really have control over, right? There's endless ways that we can be maybe one or three words. What kind of speaker do you want to commit to being? 
I want to commit to being a confident, professional, unflappable speaker. I really feel that the best speakers are ones that don't attack their audience or their clients or the best speakers also understand that let's say that there's a hundred people in the audience and it, it only takes about 40 or 50% of an audience to make the audience seem like they're uninterested. It's certainly possible that you got through to 20, 30, 40, 50% of the audience. I like what you said about taking responsibility because, because so often I see speakers get angry at their audience. And I think that's, that's not the way this works. They don't owe you anything. <laughs> you're, you're there for them. They're not there for you. So yeah. I, I like to take responsibility. I like that. I want to be a professional unflappable speaker. Good. Awesome. Now, wait a second. projects confidence. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I want you to know what you just said. Again, I really believe language is one of the keys to mental health. I want to be a professional, confident, unflappable speaker. That's the last thing you just said, right? I want to yes. be. And listen how different it is from I want to be that kind of speaker to I am committed to being that kind of speaker. Can you hear the difference? I do. I do. I want to be a good husband versus I'm committed to being a good husband. Like, who do you want to be or who do you want to marry? Somebody who wants to do it or somebody who's committed to doing it? Exactly. I, I think of my own relationships and yeah, yeah, I, I don't want somebody that wants to be in a happy marriage. I want to be with somebody who's committed to being in a happy marriage. Exactly. I think we all understand that in, in relationships. We're, we're spreading that out, right, to, to everything else. I know I'm asking a lot of like questions in between, but yeah, I, you're right. If, if my wife came to me and said, I want to be happy in our marriage, I think, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> but if she said, I'm committed to being happy in our marriage, I'd be like, all right, all right, let's do this. Let, arm in arm. Let's go. Nice. I, I like it. It's a different story, right? It is. It and, is. and it's like one word. It's one word, but it changes the world. It really changes the world. So your ways of being are like an anchor to a ship. Okay. That is how you are grounding yourself. They are in your ways of being. That's who you are, right? So no matter what comes your way, if you're on a ship and there's going to be waves and there are going to be waves, right? Things are going to happen. It's not going to be a smooth run in your marriage or in the talk or in this interview or whatever. Nothing is ever 100% smooth. So no matter what happens, your ways of being are your anchor. And so it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I'm committed to being these ways. It's not that I want to be these ways, because if I just want to be these ways, the anchor is going to get unleashed. You know, you're going to float away. But if you are committed to being these ways, that anchor is going to stay in the ground. So it's perfect. It's exactly what you said. And so that's the last step. And of course, if you wanted to go more into this work in that last step, what you could do is you could visualize your future self. So what does a confident speaker look like? What does a confident speaker say or act or how does he behave? The next level would be creating your future self ahead of time, seeing yourself ahead of time, being that person and then manifesting it. I like it. And, and I can see how it fits together. Now, now, just to recap, CLEAR stands for? Calm, lighten, expect, accept, responsibility. And again, it's for stuff that's coming up in the future. So this is what I'd use for my first day of work or my wedding day or, or even something as simple as my parents coming to visit or my spouse coming home from work. It's broad appeal. 
It could be anything. I worked with my kid last night. He started a new school and he's 12. The kids in his school have been together since the age of three. And he's the new kid on the block and he tends to be shy and he wants to make friends and no one is really approaching him. And he wanted to approach kids to ask him if they want to play baseball because here in Israel, nobody plays baseball. They don't even know what baseball is, but my kids have baseball (laughs) mitts and they have a baseball. And he wanted to say, does anyone want to have a catch with me? But he was stuck, right? He was stuck on fear of rejection. And so I sat with him last night before he went to sleep. I said, let's get clear. Let's get clear on who you're going to be no matter what happens, no matter if they reject you and they say no, or they say, yeah, let's have, I'd be happy to have a catch with you. I I like that example a lot. So how can our listeners learn these tools? Are they difficult to learn? My question is, is it difficult to learn? My listener's question is, is how can they learn? (laughs) Yeah. The tools are not difficult. They are simple, right? That's one of the reasons I created these tools. I created them actually for myself. And then I, of course, I teach them to other people, but they are simple to learn. And it's not so much are they easy to learn or or difficult to learn. It's more of how can I get practice in using them, right? It's one thing to acquire a tool. It's another thing entirely to say I'm practiced in it. I know how to get unstuck from anything. I know how to get clear from anything. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens over time in community with people, working with people. That's, that's really how this, how this happens. So in terms of where you can learn about it, I have two books. Yeah, where do they find them? You can find them on Amazon and you can find them on my website, shiragura.com. But what you can also find on my website is a course called the Living Deliberately Blueprint. And inside of this course are videos of me walking people through both tools step-by-step. There are worksheets, there are guided meditations. And in addition to lots of other goodies that are inside of that course, anyone who enrolls is invited into my private Facebook group and free monthly gatherings. So it's a community. And then it's, again, the practice. Shira, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for helping me with my speech next week. I'll drop you an email and let you know how it goes. I would love to hear. And I would encourage you to get clear minutes before or half an hour before, whatever it is. It's not enough that we did it here. I would encourage you to do it again. Like really have it fresh in your mind and really see yourself on that stage before you go up there. And good luck with it. You know, I really like that. And I like that it also becomes something to occupy your mind. As somebody who suffers from anxiety, my mind often ultra focuses on the worst case scenario. It sounds like by going through the clear method, I can keep my mind occupied on that. No, no, again, if you don't have anxiety or, you know, your mileage may vary, but, but for me, it gives me something proactive to do to concentrate on. Do you find that in your work? Is that accurate or am I just making stuff up? (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I'm leading a challenge right now inside of my private Facebook group and every person in the challenge is practicing to being one thing. This is broad range. So one person is practicing to be a a non-overeater, one person's practicing to be a non-drinker, and one person's practicing to be friendly. I mean, it's, it's really broad. And what I recommend them to do is every single day, wake up and affirm out loud, who are you being? Because if we're practicing to be somebody that we're not typically being, then we're going to forget. We're just going to be our default selves. But if you wake up every day and you said, I'm committing to being a loving wife. 
I am committing to being a non-drinker, you really set the stage for the day by affirming who you are being every single day when you wake up. It's, it sets you up for the day. And like you said, it gives the mind something to rest on in a positive way so that your mind doesn't slip back into that default place of negativity, which happens for everyone because that's just how the human mind works. Anything that prevents people from slipping into negativity, I think, is its its own success. Once you start to think poorly about something, you create a self-fulfilling prophecy. At least that's been my experience. And certainly being able to distract your mind with something proactive and positive, I have to imagine, creates a powerful end result. It totally does. And I'm doing the challenge, by the way. I'm participating. And I am committing to being a loving wife. It's not that I'm like a mean wife or something like that, but I'm probably not like the most loving wife I could be. And I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to work on for 30 days. And I'm constantly finding myself saying this throughout the day. Shira, you are committing to being a loving wife, right? Because sometimes it's not easy. And I just keep saying to myself in the morning, I say, when my husband comes home from work, I say, and I just, and it's great. It's so helpful to have those words in my mind as a reminder, who is it that I want to be? Shira, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate having you. Thank you so much for the interview. It was really great to see you again. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Hey, everybody. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am the author of Mental Illness as an Asshole, which is available on Amazon, or you can get a signed copy with all kinds of cool swag, including stickers from the Psych Central podcast for less money just by heading over to GabeHoward.com. Let me tell you about our super secret Facebook page you should absolutely check out. Just go to PsychCentral.com slash FB show. And remember, you can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere, simply by visiting betterhelp.com slash psych central. We will see everybody next week. You've been listening to the psych central podcast. Want your audience to be wowed at your next event, feature an appearance and live recording of the psych central podcast right from your stage. For more details or to book an event, please email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Psych Central is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website run by mental health professionals. Overseen by Dr. John Grohall, Psych Central offers trusted resources and quizzes to help answer your questions about mental health, personality, psychotherapy, and more. Please visit us today at psychcentral.com. To learn more about our host, Gabe Howard, please visit his website at gabehoward.com. Thank you for listening, and please share with your friends, family, and followers. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. And then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.